Hey guys, welcome to the Graveyard Crew podcast. Tonight, it's just myself, uh, Pooter Smoker and Joshua are here. Um, we're missing Saber. He did become a father. Uh, pretty one. goddamn amazing. Uh, I don't know that he's the number one dad. Well, uh, first I am time. also a father. Well, first kid I'm mentioning. Just... Um, I'm but... still the number one dad. Like, you know, no, I, I, you're welcome, son. Um, tonight I wanted to touch on, I was going to originally, I was, I'd been working on a piece about the Sega Dreamcast, as you all know, that, that console holds a very special place in my heart. I mean, I love the Dreamcast. I talk about that thing with the utmost love that you could talk about a video game console. Yeah. Um, I was going to originally do that and how the Sega Dreamcast pioneered online gaming because it was or console online gaming. Mm -hmm. It was the first console with any sort of modem. It came with a 256 kilobyte modem and it is it's a pretty pretty special thing, especially for its time. 256 kilobytes is like Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a, that was fucking but that, but blazing fast at, at that the time. time. Yeah, at that time. Was... Um that's that's crazy to think about. This is not a megabyte. Like so, it, well, in, it's a kilobit. Internet is measured in bits, not bytes. Um, yeah. It's but, similar, but not the same at all. But who wants to say uh, bit? Come on. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, I would. I wanted to talk about the Dreamcast, but I figure my undying love for the Dreamcast can only reach so far. Um, not everybody had a Sega. Not everybody had the experience or the childhood memories yeah. <laughs> with the Sega Dreamcast that I had. Apparently, other people were like normal and had things like the Nintendo 64. Well, you should have got on my fucking page, bro. Nintendo 64 was the best. For yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I like. I'm the the black sheep when I'm like, yeah, Sega Dreamcast, guys. Yeah. Um. um Oh, when uh, when your friends brings the Sega Dreamcast, I'm like, oh, what has it be to be poor? Brings out Nintendo 64. Exactly. It's just like the subtle flex. It's like, yeah, I see you. You're not nearly as good as I am. Yeah. Uh, no, but I had some. I have an undying love for that console. Um. Yeah. Oh my God, they couldn't hear you. I just fixed that. On they your can't. end, they could hear you, but I, they couldn't hear you. That's don't fine. worry. Don't worry. Uh, you didn't miss anything. He typically doesn't add anything of value. Nope. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, have, I have nothing <laughs> to say. Everything I say is usually complete gibberish. Uh, yeah. I'm drinking scotch whiskey, and uh, it was supposed to be a Darth Vader ice, but it melted his face away in my Darth Vader cup. Well, regardless, it's fun. Yep. Um, we're just talking about the Sega Dreamcast. He has no personal experience with it. I had an he had a Nintendo 64 and he called me poor because I had a Sega Dreamcast. Yeah, get on my um, level, bro. I still have that Nintendo 64. I still have my Dreamcast. That's it's, that's a thing that's hooked up to my television right now, actually. Oh my Um I play it I, I play it every night after stream, actually. I play a little bit a bit of Power Stone or Soul Calibur after my stream. I love it, those games. Soul Calibur was on the Dreamcast? Soul Calibur was a Sega Dreamcast title, yes. Holy it was shit. also an arcade game. But Soul Calibur, 
immaculate. Soul Calibur is fucking fire. If you don't, if you don't get down with a little bit of uh, nightmare with that big ass sword with the eye on it, that like it's imprinted in my brain. The amount of like I would pick nightmare because he was all like demonic armor and he has this big giant sword he dragged behind him with an eye that like looked around. It was just cool. Um, so I have been looking into and wanted to kind of talk about the Dreamcast and how that pioneered online gaming. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've decided that it's probably better if we talk about online gaming as a whole. That's a more encompassing thing. More people will care about online gaming than me talking about the Dreamcast, probably. No, I, um, I, I think us hearing you about the Dreamcast would also work out too, because I would love to hear stories about you playing Dreamcast. I, well, I, I could go on. I could go on and on. I yeah. have so many countless hours playing the Dreamcast and with then, my with my dad, with my neighbors, with my sisters, or my then, just playing Dreamcast alone I, for I, hours. Because I kind of want to buy another Nintendo 64. And... Get a Dreamcast. Honestly, get a Dreamcast. It is an awesome console. Okay. Uh, very criminally underrated console. Like, okay. uh, it's really amazing. Yeah. Um. So, I decided we should probably talk about online gaming. But before we roll into that, what have you been up to, Josh? It's been a few weeks since we've uh, uh, had been... any sort of podcast. So, I have been literally dying. Uh, I almost died on my trip to have on my trip at Havasu. Uh, it's not not disease related. We were we were caught in the in the sandstorm in the in the middle of a lake on a pontoon boat, and we're in the no wake zone coming in as all the speedboats are going out. So they're causing big waves to sink sink our boat, and it happened twice. Just completely half the boat underwater twice. Well, that's why you don't get in a goddamn pontoon boat. That's not hey. your. That is not. That is no one's fault but your own. You chose to get on that pontoon boat. Sir. I chose to get on that pontoon boat. I was called the captain of that pontoon boat, and I saved Do our. Do you have ass. a boating license? No. So was, you don't call yourself a captain. I don't care. It was. I was on the lake. I was the captain. It was my okay. ship. But, Understandable. Um, I found some random uh, conspiracy propaganda on the windshield of my car this morning. Today, I, um, before I left work, showed my co-workers it. Uh, I saw it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I will not show it here because I don't feel like grabbing it. But I kept I kept both the copies I found. Uh, I know that playing games. Being I'm gonna pull it up here on stream. It, it needs to be seen. It it's one of those I, things. I posted that... it on iFunny. I posted it on our memes. I. It needs to be seen. It's so glorious. It's it's in for the you audio listeners is talking about oh. how uh, <laughs> Siamese cats uh, leads to human trafficking, and it has this whole thing, and it's underlined. It's it's so random. It's it's bizarre. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's Siamese cats will enslave men or something. Uh, human trafficking. There's a dragon. It's two pages. Like someone it's, literally it's really it. it's it's really <laughs> fucked up, honestly, guys. Like it shouldn't exist. Hey, this girl's sitting here. Hold on, who's what's she doing on TikTok at work, dude? Uh, the same thing I was doing, looking at that fucking uh propaganda. Nothing. We were doing nothing at work. <laughs> Time to like a look. Uh, I love uh, that. What about you, Pooter? Anything new with you? Uh, no. Uh, well, yes. Microsoft Flight Simulator. I've fallen back in love with that game. Uh, there was never a time where I wasn't like, hey, I want to go fly a plane. 
but I just didn't ever set up. I didn't want to get the joystick set up for fight sim. And now it's all I play. Uh, yeah, I, I have not basically touched anything else for probably two weeks. Bro, I, I, <laughs> I play like an hour of Rocket League and then I'm like, nope. Fight some night. Yeah. We're 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 flying airplanes, boys. Bro, every single um, time I want to play with you, I end up like, oh, it's too late now. I'm going to sleep. Like I ought to, I keep trying to play with you. No, it's 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 a blast. I mean, it's really fun. We got to get all. We got to get into it. Um, I am actually a media partner for Flight Sim Expo in San Diego, California. Yeah. Uh, that is happening in September of this year, the twenty fourth. Uh, to the 26th yes. at the Town and Country Hotel in San Diego, California. Um, I'm going to pull the information up. Guys, if you're interested, flightsimexpo.com. If you live in the Southern California area, if you're interested in flight simulators or anything like that, this is kind of going to be the way to get your hands on and try some of this flight sim gear that is cost prohibitive. I mean, they're going to have full cockpits there. They're going to have like the creme de la creme of of flight simulators and flight simulator gear um i'm really excited but if you go here you can look at sponsors and exhibitors and you'll see the media partners and you might scroll down and see the 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 pooter smoker logo i don't know how that happened guys um and for you i'm very and for all very excited and for all listening to this it's flightsimexpo.com Check it out, flightsimexpo.com. Uh, a pooter for this for this flight sim though. Is there anything special going on, or is it just gonna keep the anything hidden on the wraps while we? Well, I you know I can't talk about everything necessarily. I've got some other stuff I've been working on just on my own personal stuff. Um, I've been doing. I have a call in hotline which I'm actually gonna open up for more calls after the podcast tonight i'm gonna take calls while flying airplanes again that has just been fun i set up a google voice line and you're able to call in and um yeah you're able to call in while i'm flying it's i it's had some very interesting results um we got into the ethics of music um what is the most influential artist of all time my knee jerk or of the last 10 years let me ask you a question before we go into online gaming mm-hmm. just don't go into why who is the most influential artist of the last 10 years um bruno mars okay um <laughs> i'm going to ignore that uh and you want to know here, here here's my why it has it that Bruno Mars has somehow gotten me to home home bait home plate. Okay, several well, you times. know what? No, no, no. Bruno Mars. Okay, that's that's influential for you. Yes, but for me, for media, for me right now, it's been J Cole. J Cole has been pretty for his rap albums have been pretty good. For me. I don't know. I just like his music. And you and- think J Cole is an. It, well, well it, it, this isn't a music podcast because I will go down this rabbit. Yeah, hole. we will go down this rabbit um, hole. J Cole, NF, and and Bruno Mars. Let's just go. With it. It's Kanye West. Kanye West. Kanye. Kanye West. A hundred percent. Kanye West is the most influential artist. He because he's an, he's a powerhouse of a person. Oh yeah. He's. Uh, I'm not going to. I, okay, don't don't get me talking about Kanye. Um, we've talked about hamsters. Uh, I'm not going to go into what about hamsters was talked about. You're gonna have to come in if you if you guys want to hear more about it. You're gonna have to just 
be a part of it. Don't be afraid to call either. Um, yes. But online gaming. Yes. What was your first online gaming experience, Josh? My first online gaming experience would be Call of Duty 4 on the Xbox 360 after my brother told me, do not play Call of Duty 4 on the Xbox 360. And let's just say I was called the racial slur for the first time on Call of Duty 4 on the Xbox 360. And and it took me months to not say rush to 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 just keep saying not saying racial slurs on Xbox 360. I never had a microphone, so I could not say anything back. And I didn't until I did. Well, it's probably um but for the best that we never said anything back. Uh that being said, that was my first online gaming experience was Quake 3. Really? Yeah. My dad was a Quake player. He still is a Quake player. He'll boot up Quake every now and then. But my first online gaming experience was playing Quake online with my dad. And we would play like Battlefield 1942 and we would play Counter-Strike. We would play all these like super popular, like massively popular online games like Counter-Strike. I've been asking people, what do you think the most influential online game of all time is? Uh, Counter-Strike or um, Land Parties for me. Well, Halo. Halo. I think Halo 3. Halo 3, Mo- Call of Duty, like Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. It's that, that honestly, that era of gaming oh. really changed online gaming. And, and we'll go into that. Yeah, we'll go into it later. Um... We'll talk uh, later on because we're going to keep giving you guys just a preview. We'll be also talking about online gaming stores and how that's also changed on how we consume this media platform. Uh, being that it is it is influential now on how we purchase our games. Uh, yet, I don't know about you. I've, I've been buying too many games online. I, I have hundreds of games on Steam that I've never installed. Yeah, same, like dude. it's, <laughs> I have a lot of games on Steam and on like all of these launchers that I mean, I'll never play. I have like 14 terabytes of space, just downloadable space I can put on my hard drives, and I it's still not enough to download all the games I own on just on my computer, right? Uh, so I wanted to talk briefly for a moment about kind of like the first online game and this is a game i have no personal experience with i have no personal love it's based in D like so i have some love it's based in D kind of um but it's it's never winter nights it was a game it came out what year real quick what yeah what year do you guys think it would be like i didn't expect 91 when i was doing this research it kind of uh blew my mind the game launched with aol so when i don't know if any of you guys remember like i have vague memories because i was still you know i was young i don't remember dsl all that much but i do remember having like my parents would like we had aol discs and it was a common thing to like ask your neighbor hey you got an aol disc like it's installed you have one of the trial no 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 like they had little trial discs oh you could get like 120 minutes of the internet for free and stuff you know yeah oh i remember well i was fortunate enough growing up when to have internet we had dsl and i remember my brother and sister complaining whoever the hell was on the phone get off the phone i'm trying to use the internet 
my my dad used to unhook the phone or not unhook the phone he would take the phone on like the the long cable and put it next to the computer so that if you were going to take him offline to take a phone call it had to be a goddamn good reason cuz he was playing quake like that he was playing quake or unreal tournament oh i man. distinctly remember that stuff and like that was my advent to online gaming um yeah that was with quake and unreal i'm taking my hat off yeah, it's, with it's... Quake and Unreal, you saw this advent of online gaming, um, and you had some really, really cool games. I mean, the the computers, PCs pioneered online gaming. Obviously, you have like MMOs, EverQuest, Ultima Online, stuff like that. Like real MMO games where you're playing with thousands of other players, and that was inconceivable. Um, at the time, the idea that somebody else somewhere in the world is sitting at a computer playing this game with you was pretty wild. It, um, and that that idea is still crazy to me. Yeah, me like, and jo Josh and I are obviously, for those of you watching, we're not in the same room. No, we are not. Um, we're, we do this through a Discord call. Yeah, it, we, so we the are fact cities apart. Just yeah, we're we're hundreds of miles away from each other. Yeah, and that's a crazy thing that uh, even a hundred miles away from each other that we could talk like this yeah um over the internet right but if we wanted to we can load in to a game and play with people from all over the country all over the world in some cases and play games with these people and honestly online gaming is pretty amazing for that yeah it's i don't think online gaming is all that great for the gaming industry as a whole. Not every game needs an online mode, but I do appreciate I, online games. I play I, a lot of online games. I, I do I do agree with that statement. There is games uh, I do play that are non-online. Uh, one I'm playing right now, which I've bought multiple times. I'll get into that. Uh, but as well as the lately, the communities have just been getting for online players from that stem of that future, that, that time when it was at a powerhouse when Halo 3, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2 came out, to now it's still pretty much a powerhouse, but it's just the community has gone extremely toxic with one another. So I actually have a theory about toxicity in the gaming community right now. And it's it, the gaming community is always toxic, but I don't think it's toxic purposefully. Like I, I, There are people, obviously, who take this stuff to heart, for sure. But I think that some of the toxicity, like the face-level toxicity, is just trash talk. I mean, it's absolutely acceptable, in my opinion, to trash talk other players online. Now, if you're, like, making personal digs or being a racist, obviously that's a problem. Like, don't do that. But, like, you know, if oh, I, you suck. If I say you're um, bad, you're, I, I mean it. You're bad. Get better. That's the whole point is to get better. And it's just like that meme where the, where the bully – punches the, the, the fat kid and the fat kid goes to the gym and he becomes the bully and it just keeps being the cycle. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it is a, a repeated cycle. So, Save Mark brings up a good, he says, Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 lobbies were worse then than now, in his opinion. Or her opinion, I'm not sure. Pretty sure um, they're a man. Uh, regardless, they say that Modern Warfare 2 lobbies were worse then. Yes, and I've talked about this in the past, yes. why I think that the lobbies are not as toxic openly. Uh, have you ever been in an Xbox Live party or a yeah. PlayStation Network 
group chat. Like, okay, hold on, hold on. It's the, the, just just Where? in the lobby the... of Call of Duty. There's no such thing as PlayStation chat. I've used it. It's garbage. Have you ever been in a Call of Duty lobby yes. or an Xbox Live party? Yes. So, like, the Call of Duty lobbies were toxic. Okay, so you've been playing Halo 3. Okay, so that's, like, where a lot of people started playing online games was that era, which is awesome. I mean, I I, I was playing a lot earlier than others, um, but I super got heavy into it during the Halo eras. Like, during the Halo 3, during Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 1, I played a lot of online games. Mm-hmm. Um it's never stopped. I've always loved online games. But you definitely had like some peak toxicity pre-Xbox Live party. Now, when the like the party systems where you could only choose to talk to your friends, right? Previously, if you wanted to talk, you had to also talk to everyone else in the game or everyone else on your team, which was like they, they asking would, for trouble. They would they like you they would call you names. You're or... not having a personal conversation in a public lobby. I mean, you could, but that's weird, right? Like you're not having a conversation. Oh, how was work, homie? You're having a conversation that's like, um, you bad, you could, uh, how was yeah, that? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, or you're shit talking, which is perfectly acceptable. Shit talking, but you... I, I accept. Don't be a piece of shit. Don't, don't, um, Shit, shit talk shit talk their class don't be a racist don't be racist like shit, you can you, shit, shit talk yeah. their class and how they use their guns shit talk how they play but don't be racist uh, a good dig my go-to jab is what's it like having taco bell wi-fi you've you single out the person with like the, the worst ping yeah. like you you single that person out and you just you you trash talk him and then they have to talk like this when they're talking back to you because it's it's coming through all robotic and staticky, and it's just the funniest thing. And then you hit them with like the oh wow that do you you have the uh, Taco Bell headset too? Like you gotta you know you gotta hit them with the the drive through headset and the the fast food internet. Like you just gotta you gotta bring them down. Like that's a good jab. Yeah. Um. But, always a solid. Yeah, but but when. Xbox Live parties and like that became a thing where you could privately talk to just your friends. I think it got way worse. Yes, it's because your friends know that they you won't take it seriously, but at the same time, they got to really you you learned who your friends really are when you got to talk to them. Oh, it was bad. You know, there were some times where I was just I need to not be in this group right now. Because they they go off on these weird tangents. It's like, I didn't know any of you had this in you. Um, yeah. And then I was, then I wouldn't have kicked somebody out of my, I would have stopped, wouldn't have stopped being friends with somebody. Because I didn't have the wherewithal to like really fully realize how actually racist some of these people are. Um, I always thought, oh, it's just jokes. And then like growing up later, I talked to some of these people. I'm like, you were actually, you are actually racist. Yeah. Um, it it got it got extremely bad with with that, uh, but at the same time, that was that was in the the market was was now becoming bigger and bigger and bigger, and there was no hiding it anymore. I mean, yeah, you couldn't hide online gaming. Online gaming is what the hell? What happened? Dropped frames. I'm dropping a lot of frames on the stream. Yeah, I saw that. Whatever. Now it was. 
What is my problem? Did the stream go down? Uh, no, it's still up. It's still up there. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I'm not sure why I'm dropping so many frames. Yeah, uh, for those for those of you, I'm going to bring this up. For those of you who are listening on the later podcast, we are recording this live on Pooter Smoker's channel. Uh, it's Yeah, it, regardless, it, it's just... Uh, Let's get back. Is it bad quality? It looks fine from a viewer's perspective. Okay, I, I'm not sure what I'm dropping frames from though. It, it dropped frames a little bit, but then it got back to normal. Because I, I watch your stream on the background, so I could also chat with your chat. Um. Yeah. Exactly. Talks talks about people with bad internet but dropping frames. <laughs> see that. See that's that's where you you're wrong, buddy. You were the Taco Bell Wi-Fi all along. Yeah. I, apparently. So online gaming really became like huge in the mid 2000s, yes. um, the mid to late 2000, like early 2010s. Online became very, very online gaming became very prevalent. Internet's more available across the United States, um, at least console online gaming. Internet is more readily available throughout the United States. It is commonly accepted and understood that these games are not being sold as single player experiences or starting to not be sold as single player experiences, but this is a multiplayer experience game. Yes. Um, Call of Duty Halo was known for its multiplayer experience. It also has an amazing stellar campaign, but like these games are being recognized, get it given their accolade for how cool of a single player game or how cool of a game this it, it really is. Right. Um, but then they have this multiplayer and this is groundbreaking revolutionary like i can go in and kill my friends for six hours in call of duty where this this is something that's becoming accessible to the console gamer pc gamers we've always been able to kill our friends at least since the early 90s i mean like it, it's been a thing for a very long time for us that we've been able to sign in and kill our friends yes uh, uh have you ever experienced a uh, LAN, like a computer place, like where you play computer games? Yeah, abs absolutely. See, that that is my experience with the multiplayer, like in that sense for the first time. But that was the trash talking. There was, you knew you knew who you were gonna fight if you actually had to fight somebody. Yeah, some of those some of those LAN centers are pretty clicky. There's they still exist actually. Um, I don't know how they've fared through the pandemic i i can't imagine you can just go use a computer at a land center during the pandemic but um yeah but that but that... i'm curious to know i'm gonna i'm gonna look into it because i i would like to do i would like to go to a land center i think that would be fun like go do go see what's up at a land center you know i haven't been to one in probably oh it's, it's been 12 15 years for me yeah it's been a very i've had a pc forever so like i've there was no reason uh for me to go but, but yeah that brings up the point of that stuff like multiplayer from moving on from land parties and online because that's that is the two that well we the, you could go play online at these land centers that's the thing yeah uh you could go actively play online games at these land centers and have no issues you know you could just go if you didn't want to play with anyone there you just wanted to play on a computer Go play Counter-Strike. Go play Team Fortress. Go play blah, 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 blah. That World of Warcraft, EverQuest, Guild Wars. Go do this so you can play your online game because you don't have internet at home. Um, as we've progressed forward, internet's commonplace. I, I know very few people who don't have internet in their home. 
in some capacity. I don't know anyone who doesn't. Exactly. Um, well, e even so, you have a cell phone. Most adults, most people I know have a cell phone You or a smartphone, rather. Um, you have access to the internet. Even on basic cell phones, you have access to the internet. Like, yes, it's become so commonplace that online gaming took precedent. Like It's the natural progression for gaming. You can now play games uh, you play with your friend. You play who's, with your friend on your phone. Oh, your, your buddy moved away? Doesn't matter. You can still hang out because you got online gaming. Yes, sir. Uh, and it, it created this generation. Obviously, there are people older than us and younger than us that are experiencing the same stuff, but it created a generation of gamers where it's commonplace for you and I. We've never actually met each other, but I consider you a friend. Yes. I talk to you all the time. Like I talk to you, I talk to my online friends in a lot of cases more than I talk to people I know in real life. And it's not that I don't want to go socialize in real life. I do socialize in real life, but I don't want to socialize every day. And I can get on here and talk and hang out. And it, it is a social hub for the social outcast. Yeah. Or it was for a long time. Like a lot of the people that play games online and were like a lot of, I don't want to say everybody. I don't want to make a generalization and say everyone who does it because it's not true. But a lot of the people who were playing games online and made their friends online were kind of the social outcasts. There was something that like they didn't fit in with everyone else yeah. for one reason or another. Um, I I can say that for me at least. Uh, um, and me, I found my friends online because these are the kids who also experienced the same stuff that I went through. You know, I yeah. they experienced the same living that I did uh, as far as gaming goes. Yeah, for me, I didn't really find any online friends uh, for years. I, it wasn't until my my freshman year of high school I actually made some legitimate like, online friends. I don't talk to many of them today. It, it's progressed because I've always I've always been introverted. I kept to myself. But when those middle school years, which was horrible for me, I'm going to go into detail, a lot of the people around me were playing Call of Duty and stuff like that. And then it was kind of like the social norm to play video games. So it was, I was more of an outcast because I played those. It wasn't because I played those games. It was because I didn't play with them because I wasn't cool enough to play. Which was weird because I was better than most of them were playing. Right. Um... No, it's it's interesting that online gaming created this. It also created this marketplace that was kind of unprecedented, and Steam really pioneered it. Valve pioneered it with Steam, rather, um, in the early two thousands, like three or oh three or oh four. Steam came out, and it was to it came out alongside uh, Half Life Two, actually, um, or probably a little bit earlier than that, maybe Counter Strike Source. It was like that same era, 2000, it, I'm fairly certain it's 2003 um, that Steam came out and was like a thing and became a store where you could only buy Valve games originally. 2000, September 12, 2003. Okay, so late 2003. You could only buy Half-Life, but it was a it was a library. You could launch all of your games and add in all the games and launch them through this same program. And it was really cool. It was really revolutionary. And it quickly became more and more. And other publishers saw this this market that pre you had to you 
there are people here who have never had to go to a store to buy a PC game. Like, that's a crazy thing to think about. There are people who have never walked into a store to buy a PC game. They've only ever bought them online. You used to have to go to a store and buy a physical copy of a PC game. And because of online gaming, that's no longer necessary. And you don't have to do it to buy a physical copy of a console game. Not or to, to you don't need a physical copy. Uh, it's so you you played you got off console if I remember when the PS3 and Xbox 360 were coming out, right? I only had a 360 for Halo, and I I played Call of Duty with the people from that I like I played Call of Duty on the Xbox. Okay, yeah, because I used to I used to own a lot of physical games, and I still own a lot of physical games from a physical from PS3, but. I don't know if you because you have the fortune of knowing when you bought um having online digital games beforehand. So I also wanted to bring up that at that time buying a physical game, you also need an adult for certain games to buy them for you. And yeah, it, and I remember buying my first uh digital game. I remember this because I burned my fucking feet doing it. Uh it was buying The Last of Us, the first one. I adored that game. That is my favorite game of all time. But I, the only reason I have fond memories of doing this is because I, my buddy and mine, we both saved thirty dollars. We mm-hmm. both went to the Vaughn, which was a mile and a half away from my house, and I wore sandals and I took them off to walk in the in the in the in the summer heat because they were pinching my feet to buy this game. We were both excited for it. When we came back, we we purchased a game and we, and we shared an account just to have that game, and we both had the game on our uh, to play it, download based. The reason we did that is because both of our parents said they're not buying that for us. So, I don't know, but that was, and there was no market to stop you from, from buying. Well, there's no way to stop the kid from buying Grand Theft Auto with their mom's credit card on the Xbox. Yeah. It, it, they When you get the invoice side, a lot of parents are not going to even look, first off. If, you, if little Timmy goes, hey, I want to buy the video game on my Xbox, he can say whatever game he's going to get. Right. Like it doesn't matter if he's going to say, oh, I'm going to get Hello Kitty's Island Adventure or Grand Theft Auto five. You know, it, it you could I could say I'm going to buy FIFA yeah. and buy Grand Theft Auto five yeah. is the point I'm making. Like the kids are able to access games that they shouldn't because of online gaming. Yep. Kids are are young children. And the, to to be fair. I was a kid, a young kid playing these games. Same. So I, I'm not making like any sort of social call, like, oh, if you're a parent, you need to. No, that's not what I'm saying. Like, kids have access to to this content via these online stores, via these online marketplaces to and, go online and purchase and hear. And then, well, they're they're gonna buy this game, and then they're gonna go online, and they're gonna hear words. Some of these kids have never heard before. Yeah, and that was, and the the reason I was bringing that up was exactly that point. Was now there was no there was no limit to what game we can own. For me, it was the PlayStation Three, and luckily I I got the game. I think it came out after the whole PlayStation crash because Battlefield Three was out at that time. But it 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 opened it up so much that even though me, I love physical copy of the game. I love holding it. I like the texture. I just, it's something about opening a box 
and just seeing a game in there just so satisfying. But being able to go and just download a game whenever I want and just delete it and get it later if I feel like playing it, it is more entertaining as a as an online gamer. And this leads us to how we purchase and consume games today. Markets like GameStop is and indie games who are who are together now. GameStop is starting to fail because their one source is now is dying. Right. Um like these these companies uh like game stores are not going to be a thing for very long. Like there are some like retro game stores I see being a thing. Like they're those are commonplace, at least here in California. I would imagine they're like a countrywide thing. And maybe you're not gonna have one in like a little rural town, but you should probably have a retro game store of some kind within an hour or two of you. Like anywhere in this country. I've got one I've got one maybe four miles from my house. I have an awesome retro game store about four miles from my house. And they, they're cool because they have a list of things that I want. And in the second it comes in, hey, Mike, we got this. Come buy it. And they just put my name on it. Like, really cool mom and pop businesses. Um, yeah. I have respect for that. I fuck GameStop. I don't care about GameStop. Um, they, they, they can go out of business. They they, de- they deserve to. They haven't. They haven't, in 2021, haven't changed their model to fit the current trends they haven't changed their their store model to fit the current market demand which is online if gamestop had some form of you couldn't do it because they sell games for everything but if gamestop had some form of game launching program where you like a store an online store that you could like buy digital games i feel like that would do well but there's no reason for that to exist because you have every other store. I mean, there's Steam, Epic Games, PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox, um, GOG, G2A. You've got, like, uh, Green Man Gaming. You've got hundreds, literally hundreds of places where you could go, probably thousands or more, where you can go buy a digital copy of a game. Yeah, that that also brings up to a lot of our developers now are specifically on computers are can develop their games on their own platform and sell it to you for 100 percent profit it literally cuts what? out the middleman to them like right like ea's origin or ea play or ea play epic with uh their games and then rockstar with their social club on, on computers and this is like uh, as much as they are big corporate companies, they they also know that they are working the market so that gamers can go and just hey, here's my platform, cut out the middleman. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that that that's that's cool. I would love to give game developers 100 percent of the money for the game that they make, but you know what's better than that? Steam. Steam is so much. Better I want. I don't. I don't buy games on Epic for a reason because. I don't want to have a second launcher. I have games on Epic because they give them to me for free. And I don't have any Epic games, launcher games installed right now. Hmm. I've literally purchased things on Steam because I just want to start things through Steam. It's a convenience thing. Steam has effectively ruined the gaming economy. And and they have a hold because they Steam can take 
because they are the biggest pretty much whatever they want they they are very reasonable from my understanding on how much they take from developers because they are a small develop i can't say that valve is a small development studio anymore they're a billion dollar yearly billion or more dollar company they make a shit ton of money but they do um they do have the ability to charge whatever they want it's a good thing that they don't microsoft and sony and nintendo they all get their cut from their store you know like whenever a game is purchased there yeah like for me i recently purchased outer worlds and bioshock on the nintendo because i'm trying to do on the switch i'm trying to do this thing of reviewing games on the switch right now that i have played either the ps3 or ps4 or pc Mm -hmm. And Outer Worlds is one I've played on PC, and it's not going to compare equally to it. But man, does the Switch, for certain games, there's some games that surprise me, and there's others that don't. But being able to have those games on that console is still, like, amazing to me. And it's, it's, it's not that I can have a cartridge and have it downloaded, which is which I could... But I rather not have to carry that stupid cartridge around and change oh, the game no, out. No, I I don't carry cartridges. I don't buy, I buy I buy physical copies of Switch games like Mario, you know, because that's for my son. I want him to have the experience of doing that when he's old enough. Like I, but like for games I'm playing, I legitimately don't buy physical copies for anything I care about because I just want to be able to switch between games because I. I you guys know everybody who anybody who's ever watched me stream or play a game knows that I hop from game to game. I play in some cases like four or five games in a stream. And that's that's just how I play video games. That's, I very rarely am I stuck on a game. Microsoft Flight Simulator has been my exception recently. That's, um, but that's I, also normal for a lot of gamers nowadays, too. They have that ability They have the games as long as they have the space, they can easily play as many games as they want from time to time and right and that that is also what this online market shows and a funny thing about steam is origin has been around for a while because i I bought fifa 13 on origin back in 2013 but steam is so much more powerful i i i love fifa 13 fifa 13 i played over almost 600 hours on it but just the fact that you bought us a, a FIFA game on PC is just fucking dumb, dude. I, I liked I liked FIFA, and it was the first time I I had I had this HP laptop that ran it. It was just and I was able to play. It. I had a controller, and I played it all the time on this Logitech controller. But Steam specifically is so powerful that even Ubisoft and Origin they cannot not sell their games on steam before origin was like kind of weird ea was kind of weird about selling their games on on origin on steam but now well they, they gave up. so when or when origin came out they pulled all their games they yeah. pulled everything you couldn't buy an ea game on steam anymore you had to buy it through the ea launcher and it's also conveniently at the time where ea started to kind of go down um you couldn't buy them on the on the the store anymore, the Steam store. So you had to buy Battlefield through Origin. Yeah, and then you would add it into Steam as a non-Steam game and play it through Steam, so your friends still saw that you were playing Battlefield. But that's aside the point. Um, 
Battlefield is the only reason I ever used Origin. Literally the only reason I would ever use Origin still to this day would be Battlefield. Like if they told me that's the only way I can play it. Now I can buy it on Steam, play it on Steam. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, but you, you have these like stores that are failures. These developers try and compete against Steam. It doesn't work. You, you, these markets are already established and it's almost unfair. Like you're going to need to see something major change about like a, a, one of these new markets has to do something revolutionary to get people to switch from steam or to accept using a second launcher. There are a lot of people that are like me that won't buy games if it's not available on steam. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, on the other side of the spectrum, I have on my taskbar one, two, four, five, six, seven, eight different launchers for, for games. Eight. I have Tarkov. And well, Tarkov is not on my taskbar. But yeah, that's that's another one. That would be nice. That's that's one that I'm accept like I'm fine with having. But that that's also its own specific game for that. Like War Thunder and and, and those type of games. If it was available on Steam, by all means I'll probably have it on Steam. But being that it is so, like these companies have the ability to just you know sell it on one platform or sell it on ours, they're also trying to take the gamble. Hey, do you do these consumers want to buy hundred percent of our product, or do you just want to we'll put the bill on Steam so they can have convenience? Right. And, and I do respect companies that do allow that do sell it on there because I know they they want to still make a profit somehow and get so. JC says, and this is a point that I I really want to drive home. Steam doesn't bombard you with ads. They support small developers. They make it accessible for some guy. Phasmophobia was made by one person, and look how wildly popular that game was. If you didn't have Steam to launch that game, do you think that game would have ever picked up? Not think, a chance. I, I think Among Us got pretty popular because it was on the phone and Steam. That was free on the phones. That, that was... But it was also the pandemic, and I think the pandemic has spawned a new generation of gamer. Yeah, it spawned the hyper casual, where these are people who would never have otherwise played video games, right? I know plenty of people who are like, "Have you played Among Us, Michael? This is awesome!" Like all the people that are like non gamers that know I'm a gamer, like, "Whoa, have you heard of this Among Us game?" Or um, like I... they're showing me. I, I know somebody who is ardently against video games. Pandemic hit, can't do anything. I'm gonna buy a video game console, and now is like a gamer, like playing games all the time. I uh, um, I worked with a girl who's in a specifically in a sorority. That's why it was important, and they all played Among Us, and I was like, "Oh my god, this new game is Among Us!" And I was looking at like this game, oh. and it just I'm like, why it it baffled me at the time. But it's bringing people who would not be gamers to gaming, and then there's obviously sites like YouTube and Twitch. That has had a profound effect, a profound effect on gaming in general. The and it's funny to say this, like the content creator guy, everybody sees him. You always see the guy with YouTube and his name or TTV or YT or, you know, like all the streaming sites. You see those people in game and you're like, that's like it's such a weird idea that. It's a weird idea to me that we have people sitting here listening to us talk on a site 
dedicated about video games and we're talking about video games yeah. and we're probably going to play video games tonight. Like it's just, it's, it's weird that Twitch exists. Like the, the concept of Twitch is very weird. Yeah. It is. Um, it, it is um, but it's changed gaming. Yeah. And there are people who are non-gamers that watch Twitch and become interested in video games or watch YouTube for that for that same metric that become gamers because of this online gaming has had profound effects on bringing people to the hobby bringing people who would otherwise not be interested in the hobby and is seeing this stuff yeah. um I I do agree with that like there's certain games I probably would have never ever touched if I didn't watch a review on it on YouTube and honestly that is that is how gaming is like it, since it's grown so much from being the creation of YouTube to now we can stream it on Twitch and, and YouTube and Facebook and other things if you want to go into detail about which streaming platform you can do it on. But being able to watch somebody play behind them is so, is, for me, it's is more satisfying because I, I can criticize them to their face. Hey, you suck at the game and let me take over because you died 10 times. But watching someone play on Twitch and seeing them like, hey, this person kind of sucks at the game. Let me yeah. Uh, and let when me... you can when you can go watch someone of your skill level play a video game, you're like, oh yeah, I'll have fun with this. Like, <laughs> yeah. or or no, I'm way too bad. Like, I'm not gonna enjoy this at all. I like this is not gonna be a fun time for me. Yeah. That that's something that's beautiful about Twitch it, or YouTube that you can find people that are your same skill level or your same interests even like I have people that come in and like we talk about things that we're into outside of gaming and they're like oh what games do you play because we're probably into that you know it, it's it's kind of neat that we can have such a great community through online gaming or through the internet um, and I think this has more become a discussion of the internet than it has been a discussion of well online games online gaming would not exist without the internet that is, right. That is a hundred percent. Well, right, and I think that the internet's advent and how much effect it's had in in gaming, you know, like it's it's relatively impressive. And JC says gaming wouldn't be where it is today without Steam. It provides a platform for people to experiment on, even with smaller games. They'll be released, and then random people who see potential in a game will develop and add their own content for others to download. What he's talking about is the uh, Steam Community Workshop, where you can download mods, you can share screenshots, you can share uh, textures, you can share all sorts of things that change these games. Yeah, um, can, I mean, I have I have modded the shit out of Empire at War. I, I don't know if you ever played that that uh, art um, that RPG. Yeah, it's yeah, I'm I I know Empire at War. I I can on my twenty seventy super, I can crash my computer. With, with the amount of mods I have yeah. in Empire War. And that game is only like four gigs. And the amount it's of mods. It's a tiny game. It came out of, in like 2005. And the amount of mods I have on it is two times the size of the game. And the, the, the benefit of having that on Steam is that I can go to its community page and just say, hey, do I want to play as, as, uh, as the clone troopers? Fuck yeah. And all that was a click of a button. I don't have to. I don't have to download it on a website and then go to my files list and then do this whole thing so I can copy it over and make sure for, and hope that the game doesn't corrupt my files. This, right. this mod. Now now it's meant for people who 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 don't know how to mod 
specifically me because I'm not gonna say I, I know how to mod. I've modded a few games, but that was trial and error, and I had to re-download the game several times to fix the problem. But being able to do that on Steam and have the community help me go through it and explain how it works and and then they show me steps through steps. You can actually find walkthroughs on how to do that on a video game, and then they're like, and all they want you to do is come play with them. Check it out. Come play with us. Check out my mod. I developed it. Come play. And that's that's what's amazing about these um, about these type of games and how we play on Steam. Uh, I do I do see that Steam as well is also going to be like never going to die. Honestly, I don't think it will ever die. I I would I wish Steam would kill games up. Honestly, Steam kills games up and consoles somehow if steam could get onto consoles of good game stuff it'd be amazing to watch that go around and i do want to bring up when cooter gets back the uh the fact that uh crossplay is starting to become a big thing on on everybody being able to play with each other and modern warfare fortnite and uh and any other game platform that allows it is is awesome connects us brings us together uh for for those of you who are tuning in i'm also recording so if i sound stupid it's because i'm stupid uh, i'm recording this so i can share it later and uh play it again i'm gonna keep spinning the i i don't know about you guys in the chat i've i've played uh Call of Duty with console, on uh, console and PC, as I have, I've uh, Modern Warfare w with their Warzone. It is kind of like interesting playing on a mouse and keyboard and and a controller, and seeing how like much more an advantage a controller can have on a on a PC player <laughs> because of the aim assist. It is it's kind of baffling, but honestly, you can still get around it, and it's kind of a challenge. Uh, hey Peter, I was talking yeah. about how uh, crossplay is uh, is becoming a big thing now with uh, with and I was bringing up Call of Duty Modern Warfare's Warzone, and I was talking about how I played I played on both console and PC, and the mm -hmm. controller is kind of superior to the PC if you if you know what you're doing because the aim assist fucking helps them so much. Like I was getting like kills that I shouldn't have with the controller. Compared to what I've done, if I had to like fix it with my mouse, and but to bring up the point of crossplay, how do you think that's going to affect on like online communities and online gaming, and how that affects the future of gaming as well? I want to know. I want your thoughts. I think spit my thoughts earlier. Crossplay, yeah, has only made gaming more accessible. It doesn't matter what I own. My I can play with my nephews. I can play with my dad. I can play with my my cousins i can play with my friends if i make a new friend if i go meet someone when i'm out and about and they're like hey oh you play games i play on the playstation oh i play on pc what do you play oh you play call of duty i can play call of duty with you let's play some games like it doesn't matter like the it adds the um it adds another level of sociability to uh to the games it adds another layer it, it it makes it so that it doesn't matter if you will have a playstation i have an xbox and our homie has a pc or 
I well, I have a PC. I, I, I'm an elitist guy. Um, sorry. Uh, don't want to don't want to ruin this conversation with how better I am than everyone else. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. It also has opened up a whole other world of trash talk, because yeah. now I on my PC can be like, oh, see how long it took you guys to load into that game lol like you know i can just shit talk people for not having a pc like it's it's good it's fun and it's all lighthearted stuff i think yeah um, so some people take that. it to heart i was thinking about that and i was also thinking about um how that cross-platform has led something that i know you use and i use which is their x the xbox the microsoft uh, game pass yeah and how you can play that play games on your PC that some games on your PC that wouldn't have otherwise been able to play before because it was a console exclusive. I mean, they had to make it to PC, like specifically I'm referring to Halo. They had to make it a specific version that works on PC. But how do you think like Game Pass, EA Play, uh, Ubisoft is making one now is going to affect future games like on how we consume it? So it it's a it this also goes into um the accessibility of games. As EA Play is available, as far as I know, it's available on the PC and the Xbox only. Um it's available on PlayStation. So EA Play, five dollars a month, and you get access to every EA game day one launch as well. That's a very cool deal. And actually, if you pay the $15 for Game Pass Ultimate from Xbox, you get EA Play as well. Yeah. Um, but you get EA Play or you get which I, I don't think is that great of a service. I, I didn't like it. I've tested out what's available to us. I've tried PlayStation now. I've tried Xbox Game Pass. You know, I, I've tried all of these. They're cool. They're really cool. Uh, can I just pause our conversation for one moment? Cox Communications, I, I really just want to thank you for how much you are, how monumentally you guys have let me down tonight. I, I really want to take a moment and say that in the hour and five minutes my stream has been live, I have dropped 106,000 frames because of your internet service. When I go and look, yeah, it's it's like rainy on my end. For for those of you, Cox Internet listening to us on later, Cox Internet so is fucking up the live stream. It's it's the health of the internet server. It is an issue with my internet service provider. It's a brand new modem and router. I am hardwired. Cox, please fix this. I'm so tired of this happening every time I stream. This I, is unacceptable. This um, is honestly unacceptable. I pay $226 a month for your service. <laughs> um, this, your issue right now reminded me of the problems of PS Now. For those of you who don't know who P what PS Now does, PS Now is, a, is the ability to stream games onto your console or PC uh, and, um, and only stream it. You cannot download it. You can only stream games. And as Pooter on his live chat uh, was was basically dropping frames, that's how you would be on this live streaming uh, ability. You could not play games on PS Now. PS Now was an utter failure when it first came out. 
but do you think it has uh, a possibility of expanding into the future of just live streaming games instead of downloading? Do you think that's a possibility later on of how everything is developing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 we're absolutely going to get um, games that are developed purely for platforms to get on those those distribution platforms. So that's that's the question you're asking, correct? Yes. I want to verify. Yes. Yeah. There's like Microsoft develops games so they can sell Game Pass. I promise you that is like, oh, wait, you're you mean we and they've been buying all these studios, Bethesda, yeah. uh, Zenimax, like they, they own a bunch of studios now, Bethesda being like, in my opinion, the largest studio they've acquired so far. Yes. Um they absolutely have been making games for these services. Like they're, they're they are buying these studios to sell Game Pass. They're not buying like they're not buying these studios because they want to sell the game. If they wanted the game, they would make it some sort of exclusivity deal, right? Yeah. But they're not, or to sell the consoles. Like this isn't about the console anymore. It's about their service. What service can we provide? And honestly, Game Pass, thousand times better than what Sony offers. Yeah, with PS. Sony's Sony's option, PlayStation Now, is straight up garbage. It is bad. And Sony, it's it's 2021, baby. You guys got to step up. Like, yeah. Well, there, there's this, do... there's this like you have to stream the game, and that. Yeah. Is... And not a, unless you're in like South Korea, GameFly. I don't know if you guys remember GameFly. I remember GameFly when they delivered GameFly. Games. No, no, no. GameFly had an online service too, so you could stream games through the internet. And this is in the early 2000s, mid 2000s. You could stream PC games through the internet onto any PC, so you could play like brand new AAA titles on a PC that couldn't otherwise run it, and it ran flawlessly. It was so good. Right. How how did they were they able to do that? I'm assuming that was back in 2010, 2011, because that's when Gamefly was earlier around. than that. Earlier than that. Yeah. And Sony cannot do it on a console. And it and, may not have well, because Sony just can't do anything right. And they can't it's do plainly and, obvious. And PS Now is also available on PC. I found that out. But it's not good. It's not good. But I think the I think what would fix that issue is being able to download the game. Not stream it. Download. But they will not do it. But I do have a question, though. For stuff like Steam, do you think it will get to the point where Game Pass will get so many, let's say they do buy the developers and a lot of people want to put their games on Game Pass, would it? Would that be the way to like hurt Steam? No. I expect to see Game Pass on Steam. On Steam? Like as Absolutely. Like Absolutely. Microsoft Games are available to purchase on steam yes. right i can go buy any microsoft i expect because ea play is five dollars a month you can get that through steam i expect in the future we will see game pass be something you can purchase through steam Ooh, okay so that'll be interesting then you can open up game pass on, on steam download wherever the hell you want there mm -hmm. so because i was bringing that up or as... i expect to see valve having some sort of service like that okay yeah that was the other thing i was thinking because Steam, or Valve specifically, 
that would be kind of a big money maker and being able to but it would be fair it, i don't think it would be fair to all of the small devs no it wouldn't but it'd be kind of for the for the for us the consumer the depending on what type of games is on there i'm assuming the Val, Val games are going to be on uh, on their service hypothetically if they make one what type does does valve have an open market just to do what it, do what they want if they can get contracts to do it I mean, they absolutely have the framework. The framework is there. It's been, it's been tried. It's been proven that the people will pay money for this. I pay $15 a month for Game Pass. Yeah. I think Game Pass is worth every penny. If Game Pass was $20, $25 a month, I would probably pay that. It is a very good service. And I, and I agree. I pay $15 a month, too. It is... I, I play it... I. You don't have the ability to do it yet. I can play it on my phone. Yeah, I know. I, I can I can pair my phone to my controller right here and play Game Pass games on my phone. I can stream games to my phone because of Game Pass Ultimate. It's badass. You have to sign up for a beta, and I don't know that they're still accepting betas on it, but it's a really cool feature, and it's not talked about. It, because, let's be real, I'm not playing on my phone. Like, I, I just don't, I, I've done it to try it and be like, whoa, that's really cool. But I don't play games on my phone, you I, know? I, I only use my phone when I'm traveling. Like, yeah. I have, I have my computer if I want to play. Like, I, I have KOTOR too, because we were talking about KOTOR. I bought the second one just so I can play it on my phone, just so I can play on when I travel. Because that's what all I do on it, is when I'm at work, I play it, or if I'm, if I have no way of bringing a console or a computer with me, I usually play on my phone because gaming is life. Yeah, but I, I, I am constantly consuming some form of gaming media. I, I have access to gaming media always. I have um access to gaming media at all times. There, uh, there to bring up JT. There is flight sim games on the phone on specifically iPhone. It's I think it was the one I played was super popular. It was Infinite Flight. It's not great, but it did the job. It was I I yeah. It did more than what I expected for a phone to be able to do. And I could play aircraft from any time. Then it came this whole like pay for system that I honestly didn't know about. It. But flight sim on a phone was pretty fun, dude. Just being able to do this all day, just because you control your phone, you're really good. I can imagine that'd be a blast when you're drunk. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that would be a good drunk time, flying fly, a plane on your phone. A, fly, drop it on your face. <laughs> oh no, we're going down. Pick up the phone again. But yeah, no. Uh, diving down and just leaning too far forward. I see that being a bad thing. Yeah. Um. But, but as um. As the future of online gaming goes, we I'm gonna touch upon the points we've started out with. We talked about early on games like playing multiplayer with each other. Uh we did touch upon buying and consuming games on a like download base and stuff like that, away from digital. Uh, <laughs> all this, so. this is how you would have to do it. So you would go. Uh, like zoom, zoom, click. Oh, wrong one. Click. Oh, wrong one. Oh, click. 
Pooter, that's I how can, Flight Sim. I can get you. I can download Flight Sim and show you how that game works. There, no, it's, actually, it's actually like that. You have to press certain things to get like rudder and and like your player and stuff like that to be to adjust it while you're while you're trying to come in for landings and stuff. It's for for your for your uh, crews. And then the last thing we touched upon was services like. For all those that my brother, he just came in. Are you drinking? Yes, I am. Are you trying to grow hair on your chest? Yeah. Sorry about that. (laughs) Don't be sorry. It's a little bit of family times. Yeah, my family comes in whenever they want. I have an open door policy in my house. Uh, I'm so sorry. Well, I can lock my door. I did. Um, we did talk about streaming services and uh, other services like Game Pass. Uh, yeah. That those are the big three. I was just bringing this up because we did touch upon all three. Our, our channel, our podcast. Good job, good job, Josh. This is a mess. <laughs> this is this, a- this podcast has been a mess. Um, we've circled back on the same points a lot. It's been fun. I mean, I, I just, there's a lot that goes on to this. And I think we need to kind of make it more of a series where we, right now we talked about the stores. Yeah. We, talked we about- I, I intended wholeheartedly to talk about Game actual Pass. online gaming. Yeah. And it turned into talking about the stores. I think that we need to do some more shows in the future where we talk about this kind of in a more detailed subject like focusing in on specific points yeah um, um but this was a good i guess this would be a good start to a, a long-going series right i think that this is something we could talk about more uh one thing that i have been uh wanting to talk about is battlefield yes i don't know if you saw the leaked trailer with the leaked trailer um, out already i have not seen this uh it, so we're gonna we're gonna watch it we're going to watch it, guys, and uh, I just want you to be fully understanding and aware that this is, it's it's a leak. This is, uh, this is a spoiler alert for the Battlefield um, launch coming next week. I swear, if this um, is a meme, I'm going to be super upset, Booter. No, this is real. Okay. Because I cannot, I've been waiting for this for a while. I didn't know it was leaked. Hold on a second. Um, I've got to check something real quick. Exclamation point graveyard. That's going to bring up all the uh, places where you can follow. You can also Spotify and Apple Music. Um, if you want to listen to this later, follow the podcast. Please follow us on all of those if yeah. you use them. Yeah, if you do. Um, if you do like uh, talking about, we try to post uh, every week. Try uh, every Friday for Apple. Um, we try. We're not the best about it. We need to be more consistent. But anyways, Battlefield 6. So the official announcement is on the 9th of this month. Um, that is next Monday. or No. Six days. Next Monday. No, next Wednesday, Wednesday. The 9th. Maybe it was the 6th. I don't remember. I'll look, set... I'll, I'll look it up right now while, while we play. So the podcast um, is every week. It's supposed to be every Thursday. I posted on Fridays. Um for people who want to like download and listen to it again or listen to it for the first time 
we have people that don't watch the stream that listen to the podcast. But let's watch this trailer. So this is very, um, like this, the Battlefield logo is not clearly, like this is like the way they got the leak. And it, it the frame rate on the monitor is the reason it flashes so much. I, I was reading about this on Twitter. So yeah. it's the the trailer's not actually going to flash like this. Uh, epilepsy warning for anyone who is watching it. This is yeah, absolutely an absolute epilepsy warning. Yeah, this looks uh, so. It's clearly modern day. They have a lot of ospreys. This is. This... I'm excited to actually see an osprey in a video game, though. Yeah, dude, I this looks awesome. So like that's clearly like it's all like modern day gear, you know? Yeah. Um. I'm very, very excited for it. Looks... So I also saw a fan theory. We got World War One, World War Two, and I think we're about to get a World War Three game. Could be. But knowing how Battlefield handled World War Two, I hopefully they do better with this one. Mm. Wait, is World War Three never happened? You know, like World War Three is not a thing. Wait, is this level Lucian launching a rocket? Yeah, it seems like it. That is awesome. I'm, uh, dude, imagine seeing that while playing. Or being under that while fighting over it. Well, look at the Levolution. It's destroying the rocket. Well, it falls apart. Yeah. Dude. So, this is obviously super bad footage. Um, got, like... That's what we have so far. Uh, so... I don't... I don't want to fall onto the hype train. June like, 9th. I, I... Next week, June 9th, Wednesday. Okay, yeah, Wednesday we get the full release. So next week, we're probably going to tear into this. Yeah, we will. We will. I, I, I'm more excited to talk about it next week because I will tear the shit out of this. And I'm super excited for yeah, it. Yeah, so. Um, one thing that you guys have to keep in mind is this is a this is typically myself joshua and saber um saber is a new father we're for anybody new here Saber's a new father we don't get him right now unfortunately um i think that this is a we're in for a treat i think battlefield 6 might be like a return to form yeah i hope i hope so too um i don't want to get too excited because no. I just I I the last game I got excited for I was let down, Cyberpunk. I haven't finished Cyberpunk. I, haven't I don't finished think I, I, I will. I don't think I will. I don't think I will. Not for some time. Um, but we do talk about different topics every week. It's typically gaming involved, or Twitch, or YouTube, like media, gaming media stuff. Like we talk about the internet culture. Um, we talk about movies, music sometimes. Uh, I think that. You know, this is a podcast for those of you who enjoy the nerd culture and want to hear a couple nerds or trio of nerds typically um, talk about it. This if you're not already, please consider following us at uh, twitter.com slash crew underscore graveyard. Follow the, the Twitter. Um, follow us on Apple. It's the Graveyard Crew podcast on Apple Music. Um, follow us on Spotify. It's the same thing. Graveyard Crew podcast. Come into my stream, twitch.tv slash pootersmoker, exclamation point graveyard. You'll get links for everything. Um, we have a Patreon where you can support the stream, get special 
um, roles in the Discord server, etc. There's some really cool stuff for us to 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 offer you guys. Um, Josh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about tonight? No, I think we touched upon all the points though. So yeah, I th- I think that we've made um good use of our time. This is going to be a shorter podcast than usual. We don't have saber. It just honestly it feels weird for me. It feels a little weird. I do I do say though that being able to work on this is a little bit getting into form. At least we're not. Yeah, I I I yeah, I agree. I think it's best that we do this even without him. It'll be fun. Um we'll we'll get some good podcasting, guys. Uh yeah. that being said, we are going to end the podcast now. Stick around for those of you who want to watch uh some YouTube or some video gaming. Stick around, not quite sure what we're gonna play. Make sure you follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash pooter smoker. That's P-O-O-T-E-R-S-M-O-K-3R. Uh, make sure that you follow, you Josh, know, Joshua, 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 Saber underscore or Saber X seven. It's Saber X seven. So S A B R E. Yeah, S A B R E X seven. Saber X seven. He's the host who's not here right now. He's a father. He's a father. It's amazing. Guys, it's a wonderful time having you here. Thank you so much for coming out, watching the stream. Again, flightsimexpo.com. I'm just going to plug what I've been doing. Come by for the hotline talk show. It's fun. That's going to be a Tuesday night thing. Please come by. Come join the streams. Be a part of everything. Join the join the Graveyard Group Discord. Uh, be a part of all that. You, The links will be found um, on my stream if you want to get a get access to that we're more than happy to have you guys a part of it uh you can also get access to the graveyard crew discord through saber stream joshua doesn't stream but he has it all set up it's yeah it's weird um guys thank you all so much for coming by thank you for watching the stream thank you for being a part of the live show and for all the listeners at home who are or out and about in the car wherever you choose to listen to the podcast thank you guys for your support it means a lot to us and you're the reason that we do it uh, we're going to try for a little bit more consistency for you guys. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about online gaming. We're going to talk about Battlefield for sure. I'm very excited about it. Saber, we love you, buddy. Uh, speak of the devil or the father, I suppose. Saber just popped into the stream. Guys, make sure that you're following Saber if you're not already. He's a great, great guy, great person. He's a friend of the stream. He's a member of the Discord. He's a member of everything. He is the starter of the graveyard crew. We love it. Uh, we had a great, great podcast. Saber Josh is going to send you the file. Yeah. Um, it was a really good podcast. I, we had some, some decent engagement. It was good. Thank you all so much. Uh, we are going to go on a quick be right back screen. I'm going to set up for some gaming. Um, the hotline is going to open up. Thank you all for coming by. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into this episode of the Graveyard Crew Podcast. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at crew underscore graveyard, and also follow Pooter Smoker at twitch.tv forward slash Pooter Smoker and SaberX7 at twitch.tv forward slash SaberX7. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and this has been your home for late-night gaming.